All right. Hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? All is well here, ladies and gentlemen. That's Jake Vevra, comedian, stand-up comedian based in New York City. I am Nathan Timmel, stand-up comedian based in Iowa City. We are recording on Sunday the 16th, so this should be mostly current. And Jake, I didn't send you any links to news stories this week because I figured we'd talk about the the big things uh, like Kamala, the VP pick. We could start right there if you want. I I didn't pick out any news stories just because... There, there, there's stuff that was so pervasive, I didn't think I needed to ferret anything out. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it was a good pick for, for Biden doing Kamala because she's she's a candidate who can really kind of come across to the to the progressive base. Uh, you, you, you know, like she's great on camera. She can give good left-leaning speeches one day and then the next day get in front of that same camera and say Geslane Maxwell's death was absolutely a suicide. You know what I mean? <laughs> she will she will back the old guard. She is a former prosecutor who was anti-weed in California. She will go to bat behind the scenes for for the old guard which is very much Biden and the mainstream Democrats. So, uh, you know, she's going to she's she'll keep their secrets safe. She's not going to go spilling the beans. Like old work woke Bernie or uh, or Warren, I she's not gonna snitch on their islands. I um, I agree that she was a good choice. Um, Condoleezza not not Condoleezza Rice. Uh, Susan Rice was my first choice, but Benghazi was gonna drag her down. There there was no way. The instant they put Susan Rice up, it would have just been Benghazi, 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 and dumb people fall for that shit sure but Kamala, well, i think speaking i think they should have played to the dumb people i think he should have picked kanye west as his vice president i think <laughs> he should not have made the mistake that hillary clinton did in 2016 what she her biggest mistake i'm not saying it was all one mistake but her biggest mistake is she drastically underestimated the um psychotic cartoon character with no experience in political office vote <laughs> turns out that's a big vote i say split that vote in half he's fucked if we do that i like the way you think what i i thought hillary see that's that's one of the reasons i like kamala because one of hillary's biggest mistakes and there were many we could there's there's no point into going into how she torpedoed her own campaign in detail because sure. it would take the entire podcast but one of her biggest mistakes was Tim Kaine for vice president. He brought nothing to the table. He was nothing. Or as his nickname was among many Democrats at the time, uh, Tim Who. Exactly. That was, that was his, what he was known as in most. Most media outlets referred to him as that. And, and Tim <laughs> It's true. And actually, I'll tell you this. I got into a discussion on Facebook with someone about what I'm about to say. And the guy laughed and told me, you know, I was three quarters through the way reading your post, reading it and going, Tim Kaine, Tim, before realizing, oh, he's talking about Hillary's VP pick. I mean, that's that's how forgettable yeah. he is. He, he was a big nothing burger. So she picked him because she is such an egotistical idiot. That she, and the people on the right at first were going to vote for her because they were like, that's that fucking wrestler that fought The Undertaker. <laughs> fucking A. Oh, yeah, yeah, the red face paint. I'll right. vote for Vice President Tim Kaine. But she picked him because she was such an egotistical idiot that she hated Bernie. And she, if she had picked Bernie, she would have won. 
There's no doubt about it. If she had picked Bernie as her running mate, she would have won. But her ego got in the way. She hated him. She still hates him. She wasn't going to unite the party by picking Bernie, and she lost. And fuck her. She deserved to lose. I think, yeah, she she did definitely uh, underestimate how much her own base was, uh, you, you know, wanting a more progressive candidate. That That being said, I do think there is, I think there's a good reason that people don't pick vice presidents that they had that they were running against in the primaries at least not ones that you know made it very far or that they were publicly just bashing or vice versa in in recent months you know i i mean obama picked uh, biden but biden got like got like no fucking votes at the beginning nobody knew he was running it was he was out after iowa right. if, I, if i'm not mistaken and kamala um, didn't it, even make it to iowa but that's that's what i was going to bring up that's why i like her because she kicked the shit out of Biden in the first debate. She brought up busing and what he... Right, but I think that's kind of a downside, though. Oh, no, in, to in me, it shows that he can create allies out of, I don't want to say enemies, but he didn't take it personally. He didn't take the Hillary uh, the path, which is, well, Kamala picked on me. She made me look stupid, so fuck her. He brought her in, and I think that speaks volumes to his character. And so that that's one of the reasons I like it is because she kicked the shit out of him. He said, hey, you you had me on the ropes. Good for you. Come on over and let's join. I, I definitely agree with you on, on that sense. But I think there's sort of like a more cynical way that that many people that, that could potentially view that or picking anybody who you were really just kind of going against heatedly in, in, in recent months is they, they could look at that. And then look at look at this now and be like, oh, these people are just insincere and they'll say any fucking thing one minute. Well, but see, that's because it goes to your other point, which was Biden was out after Iowa. Kamala didn't even make it to Iowa. That first debate was so long ago. I mean, that's the thing with the Democratic Party this time. I can see your point where everyone dropped out after South Carolina, giving it to Bernie, which to me was the disingenuous I'm not in it for the long haul. So I, I see your point, but I think Kamala was so far distanced from that first debate. So it shows both sides. It, it it doesn't have to be insincere because she wasn't just kicking his ass yesterday, but it also shows that he doesn't hold a grudge from six months ago. Right, but it's it was also, if if, if I had to pick one moment from the uh, the Democratic debates this time that really stood out, uh, it was it was her getting on him about the busing thing, you know, which I yeah, I that's she brought up a good point. You know, if you're going to go on TV and say, look how good I am at reaching across the aisle. I worked with people in my early career who were segregationalists. I don't think that's inherently a bad thing to, to say right. in terms of, hey, I can uh, I, I, I can work with the other side. I can get things done, even with people whose values are very much not my own. However. If you did something to kind of help them with some of their more, you know, extreme policies, then yeah, it's it's that's not a good thing to point out at that point. Well, I don't, don't, I don't, which which it, I don't, I don't think busing is necessarily like oh, you you could be against busing and not be a pro segregationist. I mean, if I if 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 the the idea of busing had just kind of come out yesterday and I had kids that they were talking about busing, I'd be like. Wait, you're gonna make my kids wake up two hours fucking early? They gotta wake up at five now 
because you want to drive them an hour and a half. Fuck that. You know, like, what do you let's do it more organically. I don't I don't want to send my kid to school at five in the morning every day. I mean, there's there's basically there's non racist reasons to sort of be a little bit skeptical of that idea in the first place. I hear that. I, um, I mean, I mean, ultimately, I think busing is a good thing, but I, I, I could see the the other side, other than I don't like their kind around here. Like, there's there's other yeah. reasons. Whereas uh, that's kind of the way Kamala was. Well, I, I think, and I could be incorrect. I think it was a. I don't think it was like forced busing. I think it was you can sign your child up to go to a different school if you want to. I could be wrong, so don't quote me on that. But what I want to go to you, can't you do that anyway? What's that? Can't you kind of do that anyway? I, I don't know with the voucher system right now, but um, okay. I, I, I hear you. Yeah, and if I, it's voluntary, then I, I, I really don't give yeah. a shit. Like, like that, that, I, that I see no You don't have kids, so what do you care? Other than other than I am in the clan and I don't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, if it's voluntary, I take back everything I have to say. <laughs> well, to me, what I got out of Biden's, and let's not rehash the past anymore because who cares? Uh, Although, how pissed off would you be if you were in high school and your fucking parent did that? Oh, oh my Jesus, God. Jesus, good I would, If my parent did that, if they were like, listen, we're going to be part of a progressive yada yada, and to prove it, you're waking up at 5 a.m. every day instead of 7. Yay! Prog- I'd be like, I'm going to fucking wear a MAGA hat the day I turn 18. <laughs> Fuck you. You are- I would be, dude, if my parents did that, and I consider myself a progressive guy, if they woke me up voluntarily 5 a.m. every day, I would I would show go the other way with that. Because people don't think you can go the other way. Like, look, I live in, in, in New York City. Most people here fucking hate Trump. If Everybody here hates Trump. Uh, you know who's the one group that really won't shut up about it ever? Uh, white women with, 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 with conservative fathers. Oh my God, they will not leave it alone. Just every conversation is Trump, Trump, Trump. You know what I think about it? I think Trump's a Nazi. It's like I was just asking if you'd seen the new season of Ozark. Jesus Christ, Becky. Oh, look at you. You're so brave. Uh, spitting out an opinion that everybody around you agrees with. How do you get so brave? How do you do it? You can go the other way. I think if my parents woke me up at 5 a.m. every day to do that, on my 28th birthday, I would go. Up, I would be with Don Jr. in Africa shooting fucking cheetahs. That is what I would do if they woke me up to bust me at 5 fucking a.m. voluntarily every day. Uh, I have two thoughts. One, you reminded me of high school because I did take a bus to school. Not busing, but, you know, just a normal school bus. And I was one of the last people picked up. And so for fairness, what they did is they took the same route in the morning and the night. So that means if you were the first one picked up in the morning, you were the first one dropped off after school. Which uh, sucked for me because, yeah, I got to sleep in 10 minutes later and I was the last one picked up. But then I had to go the entire route after school to get dropped off 45, 50, 60 minutes of just riding a fucking bus. And then I was one of the last. So that sucked. But the other thing. Yeah, fuck all of that. Yeah. I, yeah, if it's, it's like it can already be that way if you're not trying to jump a kid to another school district. If, and if it's a big city, that could be quite some fucking ways. And so, like, yeah, if you're now adding an hour onto that potentially, like, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, and I wouldn't want and to shit. go back to the other point quick with segregationists and uh, how Biden worked with them. Uh, this one I'm going to go out on a limb on because I haven't researched it, but I'm pretty sure what he said was, and, and this is the problem with today is, okay, you have this problem with desegregation. 
but we need to get this tax bill done. So let's ignore segregation, work together on the tax bill and come to a conclusion there. We passed the tax bill. Now let's fight over segregation and desegregation today. What people do is, oh, we have to get a tax bill done, but I disagree with you on schools. So fuck you. I'm not going to talk to you at all. And nothing gets done. So technically, it's a, it's a much more gridlocked. Yeah, the Biden way is better. You can throw it in his face that he talked to a segregationist. But if you are fighting him on segregation, but working with him on tax policy, that's kind of a good thing. And getting back to the debates quickly, that's true. But it, but that right, and that's why I think it's a good thing to point out if. If, like I said, you then didn't turn around and kind of work with them on Right, right. If you didn't say, okay, you gave that's, me this tax that's bill, where you. I'm going to give right. you uh, segregated schools. You can. That's where that stupid comment's going to bite you in the ass. And that, I mean, I, yeah, I, I, Kamala Harris made good points with it. She did. Now, is it is is him doing that in, in you, you know, the early 1900s or whenever the fuck he was doing that, his old ass? Like, is is that the most pressing issue of the day? No. But, I, you know, it's it's a hypocritical thing to and, point and out. And speaking yeah. of that, let's 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 segue into that that's the other reason i like kamala is because when they announced her it pissed off some of the dumbest people i know on facebook uh so-called progressives so-called democrats so-called independents who immediately went into knee-jerk well the democrats are gonna lose now well they lost my vote and when i see the dumbest people i know having knee-jerk reactions to the negative then I know that the Democrats are probably doing something right because sure, they may have pissed off a couple white males, but they really solidified the African-American base, which which they were starting to take for granted. It's it's a good political move. The, the idea. Oh, they absolutely did. Uh, I, Joe Biden practically told black voters on The Breakfast Club, hey, I take your vote for granted. Yeah, he actually <laughs> he said that. If you don't said, vote yeah, for me, yeah, you yeah. ain't black. <laughs> yeah, it's like you can't. Yeah, he needed he needed somebody of, of, of color. As as much as I, I sort of get annoyed with, uh, hey, we need to make, we need to make sure we pick somebody based on their gender and color. It's, it's like that's not... To me, for most things, shouldn't be the most pressing issue. But I, I think this time around, it's like, all right, you were really alienating black voters. You you had to do this. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I didn't like, and a, a lot of people I've heard, a lot of pundits, a lot of news, everybody says that he should not have pigeonholed himself by saying, I'm going to choose a woman of color, or at least, but since he did that, I, I think he came out with a really solid choice. Now, what I was going to say a second ago is getting into the nitty gritty of, people that don't like her because she's a cop she was a prosecutor you know like they they equate being a prosecutor with cop they just label her they dumb it down um i've seen a lot and and look i'm not saying there's no good points on that side too it's like you were anti-weed in california you know how conservative you're gonna be to be anti-weed in California? like she would push for lengthier sentences for for non-violent crime like weed and not like texas it's not like listen uh this is a state where they will they will give you a decade for a dime bag you you know what i mean like it's a if you're if you were anti-weed in texas fine you weren't gonna get the gig if you weren't gonna chop off whatever hand they were holding the pipe in like I, i i get it if if that's where you were anti weed, but to be anti weed in California, that's pretty out there. And and another one that um, I think she was pushing for some some weird program. I, this didn't go through, 
you, you know, thankfully, but it was some program where if if a kid is truant long enough from high school, oh, they go after the parents. They can right. possibly yeah. jail the parent, yeah. and it's like. What that is fucking that's draconian. Yeah, like that's and if if you push that through, um, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, the the numbers of you, you know uh, parents of color you're gonna be locking up are gonna be fairly high. That would be it would be the stop and frisk for um you, you know school aged parents and like try to get a fucking teenage kid. To do something that's just completely uh, like an unruly fucking kid. It's tough, man, especially if you're a single parent or something. So it's like, yeah, jailing the parents, that that to me is insane. That's that's the most egregious thing I, I think I've heard that she tried to do as, as a prosecutor. And I agree that with you. Said, that was that was that was then, and this is now, and it's like, look, it's a different fucking gig. So I not only you know, a different you're, gig, you're but gonna... live and learn. Nobody makes mis- nobody doesn't make mistakes, and I just I hate the fact. Like people are talking about uh, not not people, but uh, the dumb people I know are going back and saying, "Well, Biden helped write the crime bill." I'm like, "Yeah, that was in the 1990s. That was f- over 15, 60. You know, like." What's going on today? Live and learn, or same make the same mistakes over and over and over? Because a lot of people live and learn. But as far as Kamala being a prosecutor, I love that about her. Sure, it it alienates some of the progressives, but it doesn't. It, it takes away an attacking point for conservatives. They actually polled and found that conservatives really like her because of her law and order stance. So that takes away a target, and I kind of I that's that makes it a good political move on Biden's part because. Oh, Kamala's so left-wing. She's the worst liberal. Like, no, actually, she was a pretty hardcore, you know. Yeah, I've been hearing that too, and it's just like she's a she's a, mo- a lot more moderate than most of the other people he could have picked. Yeah, what are, you, what are you talking about? Yes, yes, yes. Like I said, she will go to bat. She will go to bat for the lizard people. You, you know what I mean? She she will call uh, Gaslane's Maxwell death a suicide. Uh, she will she'll she'll put bombs in more buildings. You know what I mean? Blame, blame it on the terror. She'll, she'll do all of that evil shit. She's gonna, and you know what? I don't even care about that. Because like I said, one issue voter. One issue voter. If she went on TV tomorrow and was like, "I this, the government is secretly being run by evil lizards from outer space, and I help them out a lot. I go to bat hard for them lizards. And then they, they, they then asked her, like, hey, listen, um... The babies that you're not feeding to the lizards, which, which to be fair, is most babies, uh, will you get tests for those those babies that everybody else should another uh, infectious disease break out like like happened early this year? She'd be like, oh yeah yeah yeah. When I'm not feeding babies to lizards, I'll get fucking tests during a pandemic. I great. That's all I want. That's all I. Anything else? She could literally be like, I, I'm a heroin addict. Will you get us COVID tests? Yes, I will. Okay, fine. You got my vote. I mean, I, if she was a heroin addict, Nikki Six wrote some of um, Motley Crue's you know, biggest hits on heroin. And I just finished reading Keith Richards' book. I mean, he was on heroin for 10 years. And look at the Rolling Stones catalog. So you can get a lot accomplished on heroin. So let's, let's, let's not demonize people for, you know, yeah. So if Kamala's a heroin addict, I'm, I'm all in. If he would have... Uh... If he would have picked Nikki Six as a vice vice president, I think that would have been a good move as well. That that I think would have gotten uh, a lot of a lot of swing voters on on you know you know moderate conservatives that kind of. Well, thing. Well, speaking of voting, Jake, uh, 
how are you voting this year? And I'm not asking who are you voting for, or what party, how are you voting? Because that was the other big story of the week is the post office and mail-in voting. And it's amazing that, not amazing, people get so angry. Trump flat out said that he wants to hold up money for the post office because if they don't get the money, then it'll confuse. He said it. He said they can't do mail-in voting without the money, so I don't want them to... I, people get angry. I just find it amusing at this point. I'm going in person. I'm not going to go the day of, and I've never understood the lines day of voting because almost every state, and I haven't researched this, so don't hold me to it, but almost every state has at least one or two weeks of early voting or at least several days where you can start banging it out in advance, and that's what I've always done. I've always just gone in, and, and maybe there's a five-minute line, uh, or 90% of the time I've encountered sure. zero line. So when I see people on election day waiting for two hours, I'm like, you chose to do this. But I'll tell you right now, I do not trust the post office with my ballots, not no. only for the reasons we talked about, incompetence, but now with... And it changes every day. Two, three days ago, uh, CNN, MSNBC, every... Quote, liberal. How many times have you ordered a fucking package or someone sent you something and it took for fucking ever for no, no, no apparent reason? Right. You're going to trust your ballot with that bullshit? Are you people out of your fucking minds? Just get off your lazy asses and go vote. Right. Fuck all this. Oh, he's he's trying to stop the mail-in ballots. He's trying to fucking stop. It's, it's like, look, we, we know that Demo, that uh, Republicans do better with low voter turnouts. He probably would want to do that anyway. But it's like, just just, just get off your fucking asses and go vote. Oh, the disease. It's like, what, you, okay, so you'll go you'll go throw a fucking brick through a window, liberals, but you won't fucking check a ballot box? Get the fuck off your lazy asses and go vote. This is ridiculous. He, he, you know why elections are on Tuesday? It's because uh, it used to take people a whole fucking day to travel f- from wherever they lived to where they were going to vote because they were all on horses and shit like that. Uh all you got to do is go stand in line for a bit. Just vote. Just fucking do And And, and they got to make it the normal way. At first, I was like, yeah, of course, there should be mail-in ballots and all this kind of thing because of the pandemic. And it's like, no, it's got to be the regular way. Because look at that fucking situation in 2000. Remember that shit with Florida? Yeah. That will be every fucking state. If we do just mail-in ballots, that will be every fucking state. It's going to get chewed up. Uh, by incompetency, you're just going to get ballots. They're going to find boxes of them weeks after the election. Yes, yes, exactly. And that's the biggest problem because no matter who wins this fucking thing, the other side will not accept it. They will be, oh, no, 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 no. This was, there There clearly was voter fraud going on. There was, look at this. This is, and, and I I know the, the right's been talking about voter fraud and shit to try to get the mail-in back. Because, you know, again, their strategy is, hey, make less people vote. We tend to do better with low turnout. So, yeah, that's the strategy now. But if they win, oh, no, you will hear that shit from the left. You'll be, oh, well, he had people in the post office. And look at this. Except we he found- does have people in the post office. That's the fucked right. up thing. He does. And that's what I was starting so to say. Don't give your votes to them. What's that? Go fucking vote in person. That's why. Yeah. So all the more reason to go vote in person. Because if if everybody just fucking mails it in, neither side's going to accept it. They're going to find boxes. Or, Look, we found this many boxes in a in a in a district with lots of people of color. It's clear. Even even if it's not a fucking conspiracy, they will find one box somewhere like that. And it's like, is it is it going to be a conspiracy? 
Probably not. It's probably going to be, with, with as bad as the post office is, it's going to be incompetency 99% of these times. Is there going to be a little bit of fuckery going on with some of these mail-in ballots? I'm sure there's going to be a little bit. But it is going to hail in comparison to the, in, in comparison to, to the incompetency that is going to get most of these fucking ballots lost or showing up late. And But most all of that incompetency, rather, is going to be um, pointed to by the losing side and saying, look, the other side cheated. So just go know that that's going to happen if you do that. And, and it, as chaotic as this was in 2000, this was before the entire fucking country hated each other. So, like, that was everything was all sunshine and roses back then. 9-11 hadn't happened yet. It was kind of a cute, fun thing. Um, if it happens now, it's going to be complete fucking chaos in the streets. The, uh, the shit that happened in Portland... Um, after after the George Floyd thing, where it was like that is going to look like still nothing happening in compared Portland. to they yeah, give it yeah, up. It's, it's still going on. So it, that's going to look like nothing compared to what will happen if you do a mail in fucking ballot, and we just wait for weeks and weeks and weeks as these things keep getting lost and keep slowly pouring in. It's going to be a fucking nightmare. Just get off your lazy fucking asses and go to the polls. Or stay home and shut up and don't bitch. I uh, I hope everybody listens to your your uh, rant because it's so dead on. I I have a friend. I, I I refer to some of my friends as dumb when they are dumb. I have a friend. I I love her dearly, and I'm not gonna make fun of her. But I I we had a I don't want to say back and forth on. I don't even know what you call it. But in the primary, uh, a little time ago. She on, on on the primary day, on the day of the primary, she posted on Facebook, well, I just mailed in my ballot. I did my civic duty. I voted. And I wrote back and I said, or I, I posted on her, I said, today's the primary. Your vote isn't getting counted. And she goes, no, they said if it's postmarked by today. And I said, it doesn't matter what they say. You needed to mail that shit four or five days ago, six days ago, because they're going to announce a winner tonight and they yeah, are going to get your... count, the only time that counts is if it's within like right, a couple if it's percent, so narrow you know, like like a slim like within 1% right and, and because they didn't even get her ballot for two or three days like she she put it in the post right, yeah. box the day and so yeah if it was contested and ballots were still coming in or if it was very close then they would open her ballot and i told her that and she goes and she just repeated herself and said but they said if it was postmarked today, I'm like, all right, I just told I, everything I just spelled out and you repeated your and, and this is the problem with most Americans is they don't think things through is they just, you know, they, they repeat. They have the repeated lines. She said, I mailed it today. I said, it's not going to count. Here's yeah, why. She did and it she the said, lazy way. But they said, I'm like, OK. Do you not listen she did to the it reason? the lazy, dumb way. It, she might as well have just did it the way I did, where I just flat out didn't vote in the primaries this time. Now, I know I sound like a bit of a hypocrite saying this, but I, I was about to leave my house during a pandemic. Here, wait, 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 wait. Let me interrupt mask. you. I apologize. Sure. Before you even go, let me let me finish your thought for you. We talked about this. The reason you didn't vote is it was decided before it even got to New York. These yes. primaries... It's not a 50-state thing. They're fucking thing. asinine. What were your options? They're fucking Biden asinine. Biden or Biden? 
Everybody had dropped yes. out by the time it got to New York. There was Joe Biden, and that was it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to leave my apartment for that. Now, I know I'm, I'm definitely a hypocrite because I, I frequently say your, your local officials determine a lot more of your day-to-day life than, than, the, than the federal government. That, but it's, it's also like, dude, I, if, if they're going to—I would rather abstain and just be like, no, I'm not giving support to a party who's going to choose their leaders before it even gets here. Yeah. You know, we should all— Vote on this as 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 crazy as we elect the president in in the general election. The primaries are way more fucking ridiculous. I don't know why we don't all vote on the same day. And neither do I because it just we've we've discussed this in the past. Well, yeah, I do know why. It's it's so that we can make the the elections more expensive. Right, so we can drag um, it out. That we can drag it out. That the uh that the lizard people that secretly run both parties can get their get their fucking guy in there. You, you know what I mean? That can oh, we're going to have uh the a progressive stay on through Super Tuesday to kind of split the vote f- against Bernie. But everybody else is going to drop out right before that, so all those right. votes got yeah, they they can play around, they can do little fuckery tricks. And, and if they tried to change it, the media would go fucking ape shit because right they love it this way. They they love it, whereas at the day after you know leading up to Iowa and then the night of Iowa, not this year because Iowa took a week. They get to report, oh my god, this candidate came out of nowhere, or look what happened in Iowa. And then, oh, goodness, the guy in Iowa came in third in New Hampshire. Now we've got a new... They get to say, this powerhouse or this dark horse or this person came out of nowhere for several weeks until Super Tuesday, and then it's pretty much decided, what's the media going to report for several weeks if it all happens on one day? News? Actual news? No, they like the hype. They like the drama. They like the bullshit. Right. So if you say we're putting it all on one day... Uh, that 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 free that kills the media's momentum and gives them nothing to cover. They love the bullshit and the drama. The media during primary season becomes no better than extra or TMZ. It's just hype and bullshit and following the lead. Yeah, it sucks, and it's the same story every day. Yeah, the only people that like it are the lizard people. That's it. That is it. Well, uh, those are the main stories. Are there any others I forgot that you wanted to talk about? Oh, I did. I, the post office quickly. I did want to say what I thought was funny is uh, how fast it's changing. Three days ago, I don't know if you saw this. The big story was 500 plus mass sorting machines are being dismantled and removed or shut down. And then because of all the reporting and complaining, oh, they're going to remain up. Who knows what's really going on? It's it's just creating confusion, and the headlines change every day. And again, the media loves it. They love what Trump is doing because it gives them the chance to write all caps, bold headlines of this is what's happening. If boring Biden was in office doing nothing, they'd have to find shit to report. And they hate that. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, they, they really did kind of create that monster. I mean, it was, you know, he got a lot of free campaigning out of their uh, their outrage and their coverage in the primary. So, I, you know, they're going to keep doing it. And we will keep falling for it. All right. So, those- but again, as long as as long as Biden and Harris keep bringing it back to, hey, where were those fucking tests in March? That should be their campaign slogan. Where were the fucking tests in March? That's that's it. That's the only goddamn issue that matters. Well, that and if the economy stays in the toilet, they can talk about that. But the instant the economy, oh starts yeah, but that's through. directly yeah. tied to the yeah, hey, yeah. there was no fucking. So yeah, but that's why the economy's tanking. 
But if it starts no to tick up, you gotta that. you gotta stick to the pandemic because that's number one in everyone's minds. Oh yeah, every poll. All right. So what did what did Woody miss? What did we miss? Well, those were the two big ones. Was there anything that struck your fancy that you want to talk about before we go bye bye? Uh, saw a really cool documentary called uh, Finders Keepers. I am not on familiar. Amazon Prime. It is. It's a pretty good one, man. You should check it out. It's the story of a guy. Interrupt. Who, uh, sorry. What platform to start? Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime, all right. He, he's one of those, like, storage pickers. You know, you buy a uh, storage unit that somebody didn't pay, yeah. and then you, you know, you get the storage works. You, you know, it's reality TV. So he, he's one of those guys in, I, I think, Missouri. And uh, he buys this he buys this storage unit, and there's a grill inside. And inside that grill is a human leg. An actual human leg from the knee down. So uh, early Dahmer joke coming in, but anyway, continue. No, 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 he didn't eat it. No, no, uh, I know. I did. just that was the first thought is I had to reference Dahmer because if you find a, a you know a barbecue grill, you find an arm, you got to make a Dahmer reference. There you go, done. Sure, moving on. Sure, yeah. He thought about eating it, <laughs> decided not to. Called the authorities, you know, gave it to them. So they 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 give it to a funeral home. Uh, Turns out the guy whose leg it was was this. He had he had lost it in a plane crash, in a small plane crash, and the guy was like a crackhead too. So he uh, he took it to like a Hardee's or something, and a friend of his there kept it on ice. Somehow it ended up in this grill, and the guy sort of got high and forgot where it was or forgot about it and just kind of left it in the storage unit, whatever. So this guy finds it, right? Um, it's at his funeral home. The guy who who bought the storage unit though says, I paid for everything in that storage unit. I want that fucking leg. That's my His leg. Was, he was, yeah, he was going to make a, a tourist attraction out of it, you know? And he was already, he got like a fake leg and put it on the barbecue. And he was trying to charge people tickets to come see the grill. He found the barbecue with a fake leg. And he was All selling right. t-shirts saying, you know, with his name, saying he's the leg man, and he's suing, he wants this leg. Now, this keeps going to different, like, courts. This went on, like, he's going on radio shows and shit. This was on, like, a sort of like a like a, a low-rent Judge Judy kind of thing. It was just, like, a, like, all over the place. And the thing is, is I'm watching it this whole time, and even from the beginning, I'm like, dude, I'm, I don't know jack shit about the law. He's not getting that fucking leg. Like, there's no course that's going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, you got to give this guy your leg. Like, I don't, I can't quote an exact statute, you know? I'm not a legiologist. I don't, he's not getting that fucking leg. There's, there's no way. But it was, it was just, it was a crazy thing to see. And the guy who's, who's, le- who's trying to get the leg, the storage picker guy, is such a fucking, just a fat moron. Just a, I mean, he's a, everything you expect. As I'm describing this, he's he's whatever person is in your head, it's that guy times two. And it's like, dude, do you know how fucking ate up you have to be to where you're like, wow, that that one legged crackhead, he's the one that has his shit together, and this guy's fucked up over here. <laughs> you know, to be the fucked up one next to a one legged crackhead. That is how in the shitter you are. It's it's the craziest thing. All right. Uh, give it again. It's on Amazon Find. It's it's Finders Keepers. Yeah, yeah. Right. Gotta check it out. Well, what I'll tell you in closing is um I said I read Life by Keith Richards. I'm not gonna re- recommend the book. I don't recommend anyone reading it. Um 
And here's why. I would like to tell any current rock and roll star that is addicted to heroin who plans on writing their memoir later in life, this is what you need to do. I've read Anthony Kiedis's biography. I've read Slash's biography and now Keith Richards. And they're all the same in that they are 400 pages of and so then I was on the smack, then I got off the smack. But then I was on the smack, and then I decided to cold turkey. But then I was on the smack, and then I got off the smack. Okay, we get it. You were on heroin for a long time. Take all your experiences with heroin, sum them up in one chapter. It can be a 50-page chapter if you want, but do not do it in 400 pages of real time because it gets boring and old really fucking fast, especially if that's all you're talking about. He didn't really go into detail on any of the Stones records. None of them did. They just sort of put like, oh, and then Sticky Fingers came out. Anyway, I was doing heroin, and it's... I I don't know why I keep fucking reading. So, if you are currently addicted to heroin, and you're a rock star, and you're going to write your memoir someday, limit that shit to one chapter. You can open it with, from 1970 to 1985, I was on heroin, here are my experiences... It's possible that's all he remembers, how much heroin he did. So we started recording this record, right? And then I nodded off on heroin, and then I woke up three weeks later, and I was like, is the record done? And Mick was like, yeah, Keith, the record's done, mate. And I was like, all right, what should we... Oh, Sticky Fingers, that's a good one. And that was the record. And then I did more heroin. I I will say this. Uh, This was kind of disappointing. Um... I don't know if you remember when the book came out, everybody said, holy shit, he really slams Mick uh, Mick Jagger. They're going to get in fights. They hate each other. Mick, the band, is going to break up because he wrote this book. The thing I thought was very... They've made about a quarter of a trillion dollars together. Do you know, if we had made even a quarter of the money, even a tenth of the money that the Stones have made off of this podcast... You would literally have to skin one of my family members alive for me to get mad. Exactly. I, 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 to want to stop. That. We struck gold again. I, I don't give a shit. I mean, yeah, you could get mad. But you're like, I don't know why he wrote that in the book, yeah. but let's go back to making a billion dollars together. You put it, you put it aside to make the money. But that, that's the one thing that, that I did find, I want to say, I guess, frustrating is there was an incredible lack of self-awareness toward the end of the book because when he kicks the heroin, finally... He says he wants to get back into the business of running the Rolling Stones. And he said by that point, Mick had taken over and he starts insulting Mick and saying he has lead singer syndrome or he calls it lead vocalist syndrome, where the lead singer thinks he's the most important person in the band and he's going to make all the decisions. And, you know, he's the front man and the band is just the band. And Keith talks about not liking that. But never once does he say, you know what? It might have been difficult for Mick to take everything over since I was addicted to heroin for the past 15 years. So right, he kind of left yeah. me with no choice. And he, he maybe he mentioned it in passing, but he it's, the instant he gets off the smack, he just wants to jump in like nothing happened. Like there would be no resentment from Mick having to run the fucking band during right. times when Keith fully admits he would show up three hours late to a gig because he was as like... At some point, yes, yeah, someone else is going to step up and run the band. And when you get to say, okay, give yeah. me the keys again, you don't get the keys back. I thought it was incredibly unself-aware to not even say, I appreciate Mick. Like, I read both uh, Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons's, um accounts of KISS. 
And Gene Simmons fully admits when he was off doing shitty movies in the 1980s and Paul took everything over, he said, Paul kept Kiss alive, and I have to credit him for that. I was off being Hollywood boy, and without Paul, Kiss would have been run into, would have died. And given what Kiss was putting out in the 80s, maybe it would have been better if Kiss had gone away. Maybe they should have <laughs> disappeared and then done. But if they had just disappeared in 1980 and then put the makeup back on in 1996, that sure. would have been better for Kiss, uh, their legacy. But either way, at least Gene Simmons acknowledged, and, and you never got that out of Keith well, Richards. Well, I'm going I'm to whitewash Kiss history for my kids. I'm going to be like, these are... Um, you know, these are look. It's Gene. It's it's Ace. It's Paul. Yeah, you're gonna say that um, they they broke up in they, 1980. They, they Who knows what happened? That, yes, they 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 played every every song they ever did. They played in makeup, and they never took the makeup off <laughs> ever ever. I don't, much I, don't care what kind of, I don't care what kind of revisionist histories they're teaching you in school now. <laughs> they never took the makeup off. It's fake news by a bunch of liberal lying teachers. They never recorded another album after Dynasty because they realized nope. that one was too sketchy and they stopped off after that. Yep. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, there's no reason to visit jakevevro.com or nathantimble.com because we aren't announcing upcoming shows. But, you know, maybe you can go farther on and look at our videos on YouTube and or read blogs and stuff like that. But uh, if I, I saw Gene Simmons at work one day in the bathroom. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was kind of funny, man. I was washing my hands, and uh, the door is just behind me, like in the mirror. And the door opens, I just kind of look up in the mirror, and then, like, in in walks Gene Simmons. Like, you don't mistake him for anybody. It's You you know, he's got the huge hair. He's already, like, six foot four without the hair, you know? So he's just, like, this giant guy. Got the sunglasses on, and I just kind of turn around, like, whoa. And he's like, hello. And I'm like, hey, you know? And they, they play music in the bathrooms there. You know, and the song that was playing, I'll never forget this. It was Things We Said Today by the Beatles, you know. Great Beatles song, but it's 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 not like one of their, like, you know, quintessential, this is what people are going to think of first kind of songs. It's a, it's a little bit of a deep cut. Great song, though. Gene Simmons just kind of walks in, and he's just at the, at the urinal singing singing along with Things We Said Today by the Beatles. I got to see Gene Simmons cover Things We Said Today by the Beatles, uh, in the bathroom. There you go. Good. St- I didn't watch too long, otherwise it would have got yeah, weird. That, yeah, like, I mean, there are better places to meet a celebrity than in the bathroom. But uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it would have got weird if I would have just stared at him singing and taking a piss. <laughs> but still to this day, greatest cover I've ever heard. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Gene Simmons taking a piss, singing things we said at Ever the Beatles. Better than the original version. Ah, there you it's, go. It's rare that I say a Beatles cover is, is, is better than the original. Take, but Gene Simmons fucking knocked that out of the park. Paul and John, take that. Is an acapella show for one it was great (laughs) all right well thanks for tuning in everyone uh say nice things about us spread this around share 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 hit that share button we appreciate it bye bye later